0: Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. I just continue on this uh, the second section, the same subject, doing the will of God, doing and working in the will of God is the second section. Uh, so, uh, I want to look at another character. Uh, I always like to study these characters when it comes to doing the will of God, uh, working in the way God has so ordained and what is called, purpose for which he's been called. And I always say created, because there's always a reason, there's a purpose. God has something in mind when he brought you here. You are not here by accident. Uh, if you are in ministry, there is a straight line that the Lord has ordained for you to look through, to be able to get to the finish, so that you can get to the place of, well done, thou faithful servant, enter into thy rest. Hallelujah. Now, I want to look at the life of Abraham in, in, in relation to this. So, Genesis 17, verse number 1. Genesis 17, verse number 1, the Bible says, When Abraham was 90 years old and 9, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. What does it mean of that? Walk before me and be thou perfect. You do my will, walk before me and be thou perfect. (laughs) And this is something, I mean, think about that. But I mean, something was wrong. This is not just an advice, this is a rebuke. Are you there with me? Walk before me and be the perfect. The Lord appeared to Abraham. But so remember, he did that, he appeared to him also in Genesis 15. But here he said, Walk before me and be the that perfect. That's a rebuke. That means Abraham was not walking in perfection. Are you still there with me? Okay, now, before I define that fully. Paul said a similar thing in Philippians 3, verse number 13. Philippians 3, verse number 13. He said, Brethren, I can't know myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are before. Verse 14 says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us, therefore, as many as be perfect, the just minded and if in anything ye be of the wise-minded, God shall reveal even these unto you. <laughs> as many as be perfect. So, what is perfection in this context? God told Abraham, walk before me, I be not perfect. And Paul is saying here, there are some people who are perfect, they should be thought-minded. Hallelujah. As many as are thoroughly instructed in the divine things, who have gone away from the law, when you're speaking here, from maybe with a system of salvation outside of that which be proclaimed by the gospel. Yeah, people who are heavenly minded, he say, remain in that focus. Praise towards the prayers of the high calling. Who are those in perfection now? Those who've come to know the things of the Father. Those who come to understand what salvation means. Those who come to know what it means to be born again. Stay on calls and keep on looking unto those things which are before. Hallelujah. The word perfection, you must understand, is us. Which means, the same means as, like you say, the other like children. In 1 Corinthians 14 verse 12. He said the same thing. Be made, be matured. Hallelujah. It, 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 you know, Paul said the same thing in 1 Corinthians 2 verse number 6. We speak wisdom among those that are perfect. So there are some people that are perfect. Hmm. But you know, we, we use the statement, which is something that the world says, no man is perfect. Have you heard that? That's not scripture. <laughs> that is not scripture. The Bible tells us there are people that are perfect in relation to that which God has revealed. And so, when God was speaking to Abraham, what before be the perfect? What was he trying to tell him? Abraham, you don't have to doubt the things that I have showed you and the promises I have given to you that show you the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Many in Abraham had doubts in his mind. So what is the implication of doubt to us? <laughs> if you walk in this calling that we are, if you, if you really have come to the place where God has given you instructions as touching his calling upon your life, you are not permitted to walk in doubt. It may be rough. It may be tough. It may be things that you least expected happening, but then you don't doubt the word of God for your life. You don't measure the vision God has given to you by the pressure around you. Oh, Oh, hallelujah. So Paul was telling them you better follow the design of the gospel that I'll be given to you. This revelation, walk in perfection, and press towards the mark. Hallelujah. Are you there? So Genesis 17 again. And when Abraham was 90 years old, and now the Lord appeared to him and said unto him, I am the Almighty God, walk before me, and be the prophet. Like we said before. I'm the Almighty God. You know what that means? I'm the Ashadai. I'm the God that is all sufficient. Hallelujah. To share, to pour out. I'm that God who pours out blessings. Who gives them richly, abundantly, and continuously. So, don't doubt my word that you are going to be a father of many nations. The perfect. So he showed up to let him know by that name Eshaddai to let him know that with God nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. Walk before me and be the perfect. Remember when, as a matter of fact, in chapter 17, this thing played out. When God showed up to begin to let him know the we have Isaac. Genesis 18. I mean, if you remember this story. The wife laughed. The thoughts came in. <laughs> I can, an old man, hundred years old, have a child. And this is what God was warning him against. Same thing that happened to Peter. God told Peter, Jesus told Peter, I said, Listen to me, the devil have decided to sift you as wheat, but i prayed pray for you. So you see what? God says some things to you because of the challenges you are going to face tomorrow. Based on your commission, He gives you some glimpse of the glory. And how you're going to face some temptations and issues along the line. But that word must keep ringing in your mind. Be thou perfect. Walk before me. Hallelujah. Are you see here? Alright. So that's what I was telling Abraham this. When he got to Genesis 17. Abraham started doubting. And because God had already told him. This is what is going to happen. You're going to doubt everything I've told you before you're going to, you know. So what am I trying to make you understand? (laughs) Look at the book of Romans now. Romans 4 verse 20. Has God given you a word? Has there been any instruction God has given to you? Again, I keep saying, do you know why you are in the relationship that you are now? Do you even know why you are in the house? By that I mean... The church you are attending. Do you know why you are there? <laughs> the word is, be thou perfect. Because, you see, you cannot, in my own understanding, you cannot just find yourself belonging to an assembly without a pool from the divine. No. You are not in that is why some of you you go in and out because you don't know where. I have only said it before. If you look at the scripture, this is a tribe of Israel. The men of Isaac, they have understanding of the time and the season that Israel must go to war. Judah was known for music. Is that okay? Now, if you were supposed to be in the house of Issachar, you join yourself to the house of Judah, you'd be a misfit. Because you don't know how to handle the instrument. Your own calling is how to see and to determine the times and the season. But you've left your house and you join joined yourself to another house. You become a misfit. You can't function, you can't perform, you can't excel. That is why I discovered that some people in the house, they are doing well, but other people in that same house, they are not doing well. That is for their gene. So when God puts you in a house, my word for you is be thou perfect. Do the will of God. Are you sitting with me? It may be small. That is not the issue. (laughs) You see, Gideon made a statement. He said, My house and from Manasseh, and the smallest tribe in Israel. It's not about size. It's about God's mind. It's about God's intention. He knew the house was small before he asked you to go there. Are you still there with me? So Romans 4.20 When you read this, he staggered not are the promises of God through unbelief. But was strong in faith, giving glory to God. This is after the Lord has rebuked him to walk perfect. Are you following what I'm talking about now? Now he begins to understand that after the Lord has rebuked him, yes, now I believe, now I know, <laughs> now I know. I can't doubt it anymore. I'm convinced about that. His perception begins to spring forth. Based on what God told him. So if you don't hear God, you can walk in perfection. As far as God is concerned. Remember, the Bible tells us that John's parents, they were perfect. I mean, of you understand that? I can, I can somebody be perfect when it comes to the law. They were not the law. And yet they said they were perfect. How? <laughs> so where do you find perfection? Obedience. To be perfect is to be obedient. To every instruction God gives to you. That's perfection. That's maturity. That is being grown to becoming a man. Are you there with me? Hearing God's voice in doing the will of God is vitally worth not you can't, you can't wish it away. Is the only thing that can enable you to do the will of God to the end, hearing his voice. Abraham Saganot had faith, and we just put that. <laughs> but we, we don't realize that it was because God told him. But because see the word that he Saganot have what well, the promises of God, the promises of God, but remember. It was the same Abraham that doubted in the first place. How many of you remember that? Good. But he finally came to the place. And I said, "Now nah, I know." When God finally told, Am die," I can do anything. Your age notwithstanding, I can give you a seed. <laughs> Glory to God. So, like we read in the morning, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean out your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. That's Proverbs 3 5 to 6. And He will make your path straight. He will direct the path. Proverbs 3 5 to 6. Proverbs 3 5 to 6. The Lord will direct the path. How is He going to direct you? By instructions. Walk before me, I'll be thou perfect. So if you want to walk in perfection, you must continually, continuously, all the time, Hear God talk to you. Are we here? Come with me to Acts sixteen, verse number six. I've just about. How many minutes more? Let me try to do this. Acts sixteen, verse number six. This again is Paul. Now, when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach. The world where in Asia they have were forbidden, you see. You think you can just you can just preach anywhere because you're a pastor, you just preach anywhere, you you just (laughs) you see. These are men are heard from the Holy Spirit. The gospel is meant for everybody. So, why would why will God say, "Don't preach in this place"? Have you come to that place where God is asking you not to preach? Because you know, walking in the will of God. Have you come to that place? You want to preach? God said, "Don't preach." Why will you be? No, this will be devil. God wants all men to be saved. Preach the gospel to all creatures. Your wise hand are the one that commission you. Holy Ghost forbid them. Don't talk. This is perfection. Are you following what I'm saying? When you walk in what God asks you to do, you you are not competing with anybody. No. Ministry is not competition. Like I was saying, he has to plant a church in Abuja, plant a church in Ghana, whatever the case may be. Uh, you two now, tomorrow, carry portfolio, don't Abuja, you down the road. Now, yes, <laughs> people don't understand this thing. It's not competition. It's walking in the will of God. I'll give you a story here, you know, those of us who are familiar with me and all of that. 2008. Carried my cargoes to South Africa. I was given a house, given, given a garage to start ministry. Everything was ready for me. 2008. With my luggage, everything there. I've gone to Alago here, got the paper, all down to South Africa that I'm not a criminal in Nigeria. All documents were ready. Conducted a lawyer in South Africa. We've already gone in there. Document to work in the ministry of Israel on We're readily with me. The third day God said I didn't send you to South Africa Carry your load and go back The first man I saw was waiting for in a vision He just looked at me and said Hey, come back here, come back here Follow me, come back here And I saw I was going towards Nigeria And as soon as that vision left the voice came I didn't send you to South Africa Carry your load and go back I have to return I left my load there out of hunger I left everything there we are talking of walking in the will of God. It's not about things that are available. There are people struggling to go to South Africa to stay. They don't mind going to Libya if it is possible. Are you following what I'm talking about? But I said go back home. If I hadn't come back, it would not be in this auditorium. room. Because when, when he asked me to come back, we have not even moved here. We have not even gone to this land. Are you following me? The Holy Ghost forbid them. Don't preach. There are some places you go to just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> I have one of my mentors, Hollow White. I love his ministry. This guy has some a fantastic ministry. That if he sees somebody sick, he will see you like a plastic. Right on your inside, you will see you transparent and be seeing where the problem is. And he will be watching, and a light will just come and hit that spot. He will say, Be healed, and you get your healing. If he doesn't see that light come, he went to a bar, was looking at the man, was looking at the man. The man was there, had a problem, was a mental problem. He was looking at him, never saw the light, he said nothing his hand I went away. Walking in perfection is not doing anything you want to do. Huh? It's not, it's not pastoral rascality. We are talking of walk with me and be thou perfect. Be matured. It's because you have the Bible, you can flip anywhere. You just flip. Am I telling you not to preach? No, no, no. Hallelujah. Look at verse 17. verse 7. After they were come to Misha, they are assigned to go into Bethany, but the Spirit suffered them not. Another restriction? Don't go there. <laughs> Glory to God. And they passing by Mr. I came down to trust. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night, just yes, to the man of Macedonia, and prayed him, saying, Come over unto Macedonia, help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we had different to go into Macedonia, assuring that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel unto them. Therefore, losing from Troas, we came with a straight call to Samatrushia. And the next day to Neapolis. And from there to Philippi, which is the chief city of that the part of the Macedonia and a colony, and we were in that city abiding certain days. You just follow the picture here. Two times God will say, "Don't do it, don't do it," and the next thing was a vision, and then now we know this where God wants us to go. Have you been able to find direction in your life as a minister? Have you been able to find direction in your life? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Go no, even to Act 22. Just right now. I know you're already picking it, so let me just move on. Act 22, verse number 17. And it came to pass that when I was come again to Jerusalem, even while I prayed in the temple, I was in a trance. This is so critical. In your prayers, you need to encounter the divine to be able to find direction for your life. And the next thing says, and I saw him saying unto me, I saw who? I saw Christ. Make haste, get thee quickly out of Jerusalem, for they will not receive that testimony concerning me. Look at that. They will not. The heart of these people have not been prepared, as compared to Macedonia, whose hearts were fully prepared, they could go there. But as far as Jerusalem is concerned, they are not going to receive the testimony. Paul will have to be laboring in vain. And this is why sometimes you come to the place, my church is not growing, my church is not doing this, and all that. That is not where God has asked you to go to. Because at that moment, there are people who cannot receive your testimony. In that particular location, people, God sent you to a place where the heart of the people have been prepared so that they can receive what you are saying. That's why I some ministry that just explode overnight. You'll be wondering how. It's not a miracle, it is simply because God has ordained that this set of people might be saved. Hallelujah. Did you get that? Get it out quickly. And verse 19 says, And I said, Lord, they know that I am prison and beat every sinner God, them that believe on thee. And when the blood of thy might Stephen was shed, I was also standing by and concerning unto his that, and kept the raiment of them that slew him. And he said unto me, Depart. What did he say? Depart. No plenty grammar. Just leave. For I will send thee far unto the Gentiles. <laughs> Depart. Don't stay. Don't tell me stories. <laughs> you know I killed. That is not the issue. Just, just keep your mouth shut and go away. I have a place I want to send you to. Far. We are talking about walking in Perfection. Doing and working in the will of God. Hallelujah. Let me round off this by giving you an illustration of a man. Everybody talks about this man. Man of faith, George Muller. Have you heard about George Muller? George Muller was a pastor in England during the 19th centuries who knew what it meant to live a life that was focused on knowing and doing the will of God. God led him in a work of faith and become such an incredible testimony to all who hear these stories. What if I lack something, Judge Muller? You pray for resources. During his ministry in Bristol, England, Job built four orphanage houses that cared for two thousand children at a time. And when he died at the age of ninety-three, over ten thousand children have been provided for through his orphanages. And he distributed over eight million dollars that have been given to him in answer to prayers. Now, you will want to walk like him. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if you follow what I'm talking about. You read the story of George Mullah. Okay, now you want to go and build orphanage. <laughs> Your children may die of Quashoko. It's not given to you. I don't know if you got get what I'm talking about. It's not. But I'm trying to show you this so that if you truly can stand in the office that God has given to you, you will make success in life. How did he know and do the will of God? This is what he said. I never remember a period that I ever sincerely and patiently sought to know the will of God by the teaching of the Holy Spirit through the instrumentality of the word. But I have been always directed rightly. That is to say, he prays and he reads the word. You can't get a oh on. He is a good man who prays and he reads the word. So he was backing up the faith with what? the word of God, like you are trying to say. Hallelujah. Here is how George summed up the way he entered into a heart of relationship with God and learned to design God's voice. God's voice. If anybody knows me, this is one of my critical emphasis as somebody who is born into the house of faith, hearing the voice of God. It's my passion that everyone born of the Spirit should be able to hear the voice of God. Because the thing that qualifies you as being born again is hearing the voice of God. How did I say that? Scripture says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they know me. And the voice of stranger they will not follow. My sheep. So anytime you don't see yourself hearing the voice of God, my question is: Are you a goat? Because there are only two animals in the Bible: a goat and a sheep. Are you listening to me? When you pray, what happens? Do you dream? What are your dreams like? <laughs> Hallelujah he had to five things and he said number one I seek at the beginning to get my heart into such a state that it has no will of its own in regard to giving a matter praise the Lord you don't decide on a thing before you go to pray you want to pray you already know what you want to do you are just trying to allow God to endorse what you want to do no, that is no prayer that is ministering and idol in your heart Isaiah chapter I mean, Ezekiel 18 said that, he said, prophet Ezekiel, son of man, these people are coming to seek me, but I'm going to answer them according to the idols in their hearts. That means some of you confuse pastor, I mean a prophet, because you already know what you want, and you go to the prophet to prophesy for you, God will make them to prophesy what you want, and say yes, he's correct. And you go home rejoicing, but you are not in the will of God. And we answer them according to the idols in their hearts. So when George Mula wants to pray, he does not have anything settled in his heart. He just goes to God, so that he gets fresh revelation of what next to do. Number two. Having done this, I do not leave the result to feeling or simple impression. If so, I make myself liable to great delusion. It's not about feeling. If God speaks, it stays by faith. It's not going to wait to say, maybe I got good bones man, holy, I have some fire burning in my head. As I saw a spring. I just see three butterflies just cross your legs. And, you know, it's not waiting for any sign or feelings. You just pray, and not a belief. When well, God speaks, it's settled. Are you there with me? Number three. I seek the will of the Spirit of God through and in connection with the Word of God. The Spirit and the Word must be combined. We are men that prophesy, but they can't quote a verse of Scripture accurately. They don't read their books. (laughs) Are you sitting with me? You're not going far. Don't forget where you're coming from. Matthew chapter 7. Go away from me, ye that walk what? Iniquity. Just willing, the word of the Spirit, they are one. They walk in alignment, in agreement. It's not about prophesying, it's not about shouting all the time and all of those things. You can't, you can't marry the things you are prophesying with the word of God. What kind of prophet are you? Bible says, the Bible was written as the holy men of God were moved by what? By the Spirit. It took the Spirit to write the word. Why do you want to take the Spirit and the word is not there? God wasted his time, isn't it? Number four thing he did. Next, I take into account, for circumstances, these only plainly indicate God's will in connection with his word and spirits. Second son begin to speak. But they must agree with the word and the spirit of the word. Number five, I ask God in prayer to reveal His will to me aright. Thus, I walk through prayer to God, study of the word, reflection to a deliberate judgment according to the best of His ability and knowledge, and in His mind. Is told it will have peace and continue so far. After two or three more petitions, I proceed accordingly. Because at the mouth of two or three witnesses, every case shall be established. You pray for something, God gives you an answer. You can diligently go back to God and confirm that. I confirm that. There's nothing wrong with that. This is how God Mula worked. And was able to raise those mighty stuff we're talking about in building those poor orphanages. Over 10,000 children and releasing so much money for people. He wasn't begging people to do that. He wasn't asking people to sow, but he was working in the will of God. What am I trying to make you understand? When you know the will of God for your life and you stay on course with the will of God, I promise you, God will make resources available to you. You will have peace at any time. You will have peace. Why? Because you know you are in the will of God. You have that peace that passes all understanding. Circumstances will not distract you or disturb you. You won't go hang yourself, because if things are not working, when you know you are in the will of God, you are stable at all times. Praise the living God. If there's anything that wants to kill some of us, <laughs> it is how to commit wrong with the will. And it's, it's sometimes a very terrible thing, because like I said in the morning, if you are a pioneer of sudden move of God, you have issues to contend with Amongst men Hallelujah You know Paul talks about evil men He talks about evil men that are around And they are not talking about men that are in the street The evil men are believers These are the men I remember what he says some of, you, some of you be killed And those who kill you We think that they are doing the work of God How I many of you have read that in your Bible? Why? Because there is something that has not been seen that has been afforded. In other words, most pioneers are actually sacrificial lambs to lay foundation for a new move and a new season. But if you are there, and you know this is what God has given to you, my friends, stay there, no matter the odds, for God shall the end say one thing to you. Come, thou faithful servant enter into diaries. praise the living God I just bless you, thank you so much for listening thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga we know you have been blessed by this station you can share this message with your friends and loved ones for more information, inquiries and free downloads please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net God bless you